0: Last week, the the major uh, mobile operators, AT&T and Verizon and others, announced their quarterly earnings. Uh, We're going to talk about those earnings and and some of the key metrics involving churn, subscriber ads, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about the retail distribution channel. Before we get started, uh, a few words from our sponsors, Nexius and Telecom Careers. Nexius, accelerating network and business transformation. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. TelecomCareers.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Telecom Careers Insider. Our guest this week is Omar Khan, president of TCC. TCC is, I think, the largest uh, premium distributor for Verizon. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today in Austin, Texas, at our RCR ATX Studio Lounge. Um, Verizon announced adding 1.3 million net new subscribers. They announced a churn rate of say 0.93% thereabouts, which is one of the lowest churn rates um, they've reported in history and certainly one of the lowest in the industry. Um, Let's dive right in. I I look at your background, and you've got an impressive background of having been the uh, chief technology officer at Samsung Mobile. Uh, Vice President, of Global Supply Chain for Motorola Mobile Devices, a Manager of uh, Practice Strategy at uh, Anderson, and you've got a master's from uh, uh, MIT. I got to ask a question, Omar. What would what would uh, drive your decision to join a uh, Verizon uh, uh, franchisee?
1: Well, first, Jeff, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Uh, you know. I- we were chatting off camera a little bit earlier. Yeah, you know, I'm a product guy through and throughout. I mean, I've always been a techie. I've been a geek, you know, all my life. Uh, you know, an early adopter, as as you are. Uh, you know, for me, the opportunity to to go to a technology retail company like TCC that touches millions of consumers a month uh, was a huge opportunity to to really enable customers to interact adopt and integrate the next generation of technologies that wireless enables into our lives and and the retail Point of presence is so important as we move forward. Uh, the technologies that we're rolling out, all of our, all the companies, the OEMs, um, the carriers, are so complicated. The consumer experience is complicated, and the mass market consumer is not like you or me. Uh, you know, where we may be comfortable reading on an Engadget or an RCR Wireless the reviews of the latest devices and uh, or the latest technologies, Internet of Things, and 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 just go on Amazon or directly onto a pre-order website and buy it. The mass market consumer wants to walk into a store touch it feel it talk to their technology advisor that's in that store and be able to get a recommended curated sale uh, so that they walk out they walk out with that device or that technology working they feel that they have someone they can go and talk to Um, a lot of times those people are exactly like themselves I had a, a new hire training a couple of weeks ago and one of the girls in the audience asked me she said I'm not a tech person I'm just a people person you know I love talking to our customers what can I do to become a better salesperson. I said, don't do anything. Be who you are because you are like our customers, right? When they come to you, they'll know they're getting an honest opinion, right? They're getting your opinion because they identify with you, not as a tech early adopter, but somebody who has the same pain points in their life that you do.
0: Well, a lot of folks may not understand the, the franchisee model. We're going to talk about the business model in just a minute, but I want to start with, um, let's talk about TCC. Uh, you've got 700 stores in 38 states. What can you tell us about the history of the company? And then we're going to talk about that unique customer experience that you're delivering in-store.
1: Well, the company was founded in 1991 by Phyllis and Steve Moorhead, um, and it's been passed on to uh, Scott Moorhead um, and still remains within the Moorhead family. Uh, TCC um, has grown uh, organically uh, as well as through acquisition as an exclusive partner of Verizon Wireless, um, as an exclusive retail distribution Mm -hmm. partner, and now we are the largest, Uh, and it's you know we we, the roots of the company were always within the technology space uh it started uh, in a partnership with gte wireless um selling as we said bag phones and uh (laughs) in marion indiana and when they opened their first few stores uh, and sold their first you know 10 or 12 bag phones they thought you know that was what a huge opportunity sure but thought the market might be penetrated not knowing how big the wireless space was going to get and i just give them a tremendous amount of credit for continuously reinvesting in the company, continuously reinvesting capital, taking out debt, paying off that debt, um, whatever they needed to do to grow and take advantage of the opportunity that was uh, uh, put before them. And I think they chose wisely uh, a long time ago to partner with Verizon Wireless um, and the network that they've uh, Mm -hmm. invested in.
0: Well, let's talk about, uh, I'm trying to get my head around 700 stores. Nationwide in 38 uh, states. Talk about the demographics of the store locations mm-hmm. and the markets that you serve. Well, so I mean, the company
1: started in Indiana, uh, northern Indiana, and uh, our largest penetration obviously is in and around Indiana so if you start to build that radius outside of there into you know Illinois Ohio Michigan uh, in those markets that's where is our largest penetration now we're nationwide obviously just 12 states remaining um, you know the the evolution of the company uh, really, came from building systems, tools, processes, to uh, drive scale across those stores. And the reason I think we've been able to grow is we've put the right tools and processes in place and continue to invest in those systems uh, to really be able to run a nationwide retail uh, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Everything from supply chain uh, of how do you move boxes around to 700-plus doors, uh, how do you bring returns back, um, how do you you know, digitally interact with a customer. Uh, those are things that uh, it's tough to do if you don't invest in the systems, the tools, and the processes, and the infrastructure necessary to support those stores.
0: Well, we're of we're the older, slightly older generation. I think I'm older than you, but um, you mentioned GTE and its roots were back in the, the GTE footprint, which was predominantly more of a rural footprint. Mm-hmm. So you had the seven uh, baby bells, and you had That's GT, right. which was really a, a, a kind of a rural type of phone company, Verizon bought GT. Uh, how far from the original kind of more rural roots has, um, has TCC evolved? And yeah. where I'm trying to get to, are you now an urban, uh, kind of competing with the crickets and the boost and you know, the, that type of brand, or are you still sticking to your roots of, of rural?
1: Well, by and large, I think we've stuck to our roots. Now we're not we're not purely a rural company. Uh, yeah, I would say that we're not, by and large, in major metropolitan centers. So we're not in you know, let's call it the top 20 MSAs. We're okay. uh, we not in those markets. Yeah, we're okay. we're in some of those markets, yep. obviously. And uh, but our focus, by and large, is to focus on suburban and rural customers okay. uh, and providing the service necessary to them uh, that they may not be able to get from a big box retail shop or a corporate owned store. Um, and we fill those markets and address those markets markets with, with a set of economics that, that has really worked for us in the past. So if you look at our footprint, by and large, it's suburban and, and rural in nature, and that's been a sweet spot for us, and primarily because that's there's a tremendous amount of disposable income there. And they are technology adopters just like you and I are, uh, but they need to walk into a store. They need to talk to a trusted technology advisor. You know, I get so many stories from our frontline employees. And many of our stores, our employees are the only technology advisors available to those customers in that vicinity. So they're going into them, talking to them about their home internet connection, uh, you know, my router's not working, can you mm-hmm. help me set it up? I've, I've had employees tell me stories of how they've gone to those customers' homes, helped them set up their internet connections. But that relationship is really powerful that trusted technology advisor relationship. And that gives us the ability to continuously interact with those customers on an ongoing basis.
0: So talk a little bit about the unique uh, TCC customer experience. From the time someone enters a store, what does that look like, and how is it maybe different from your competitors?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really uh, started with Stephen and Phyllis and Scott uh, Moorhead now uh it's woven into the DNA of the company. Uh, it now has names and, and charts associated with it, but the DNA of the company has never changed. It's, we call it today the virtuous circle of success. Yeah, it's that imp- our employees matter. Our customers matter and our communities matter. We're in those markets to serve our local communities. And if we know that if we take care of our communities, we take care of our employees, and we take care of our customers, business will take care of itself. That's the DNA of the company. It's authentic. Uh, it's in everything that we do. And you know everything from, call it our backpack giveaways. Um, we've been doing that for several years now. We've given over 260,000 backpacks away in these rural markets, in these local markets to kids you know, who can't afford, or parents can't afford, to spend the $80, 100 that it takes for you know school supplies back in, mm-hmm. back to school um, area. I mean, that's, we did that in 400 plus stores this year. And uh, so we serve our communities. Um, we've pushed that down and enabled our, our employees that are very, very, um, at the field level, we give each employee two days off a year uh, to go give back to their local community and, and something we call the culture of good. That DNA is woven through uh, through our through our entire uh, employee base, that's mm-hmm. why our uh, turnover is lower than the industry averages. Uh, our employees know that there's something special at TCC, and they have a special relationship with those customers. And those customers know that we're part of those communities, and so we are you know we're woven in there rather than just another retail shop in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're the DNA is integrated with the local community.
0: Got it. Well, you said you were a product guy at heart. Um, When you joined TCC, you know, what did you see from a product standpoint in the store that perhaps might be different because of the markets that you serve?
1: So, you know, you and I read the same reports, and and we we talk all the time about smartphone penetration being at over 100%, um, or, you know, smartphone growth having plateaued, and, and now we're in an upgrade cycle. You know to me that we are still at the tip of the iceberg of what, what our industry enables. So when I walk into a TCC store, I see an opportunity, and I saw an opportunity uh, of customers, millions of customers walking in every month um, and, and seeing connections to the nation's most powerful network. Now the devices and the services that we may be selling five years from now, 10 years from now will be very different. Uh, and we have that opportunity, because our floor space, uh, as we allocate it, will change over time. Uh, but we're not a cluttered store space. We curate the customer experience. Curation is very important to us. Uh, there's been many personal electronic retailers in the past, uh, You know, one of it's right here in Texas, um, that tried to go after that personal consumer electronic space, that right. personal electronic space, but didn't necessarily curate the customer experience in a way where you made it simple for a customer to walk through the steps um, and walk out working in a way where you know they felt completely satisfied. And so we have an opportunity to to help curate help procure and curate that customer experience over the next five to 10 years. And what that'll be, you know, could be everything from biometric devices to the connected auto, to the connected home, all leveraging that powerful network. And that's the opportunity that I see, Which, when you have those millions of customers walking in, how do you get them to understand why they need, you know, um, a connected home? Why do they need uh, all of the control systems in their home, whether it's HVAC or lighting or security, connected through their smartphone? You know, why do they need uh, biometric devices that may be woven into the, uh, the clothes that they wear or productivity devices on the wrist or simply how do you use the man machine interface of you know of voice recognition um, and what's the best way to interact with that yeah. and how to use that or just set up the Bluetooth in your car for that matter. There's so many complicated things that, that we're part of uh, helping make simpler for consumers.
0: And I hadn't thought about it, but you mentioned the home automation and I know um, I happen to be an AT&T customer. So when I go into the store, uh, they have successfully upload, uh, upsold me on security. Mm-hmm. And um, are, are you in that business as well? Do you have floor space allocated for home security solutions, home automation solutions? Uh, is that part of your offering today?
1: Yeah. So the connected home is part of you know our Internet of Things offering. Okay. Um, and you know about a quarter of our non-device revenues um, you know, come from that space. Um, you know that general broader Internet of Things, whether it be connected audio, connected home, um, you know personal electronics that. Leverage it and that, uh, um, you know, that that customer network or that Verizon network, and so that that is an area that we have an opportunity to grow, mm-hmm. uh, and and we're seeing tremendous demand from it uh, from our customers for it. So, I, the the thing I tell our our employees all the time is it'd be really easy for us, you know, for our supply chain team to go out and say, okay, we're gonna procure 15 more SKUs. We're gonna throw a, a nest at you, we're gonna throw you know X, Y, and Z at you, and we're just gonna put it there and you figure out how to sell it. That will not work, right? We have to do it in a, in a highly curated form. We have to figure out what works during the selling process, what's natural? How do you transition the conversation? So when you walk in, Jeff, into our store, you may be walking in just to figure out if you're on the right plan,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: You may not be interested in buying a new smartphone. So where that conversation begins, and you walking out with a connected thermostat, is a very, you know, it's a very broad conversation. <laughs> so how do I get you from making sure your bill is right to, to walking out with a connected thermostat? That's what we worry about. That's what our marketing team worries about. That's what our product team worries about. Is how do we transition those conversations? How do we make it natural? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want Spotify on your phone or you want to listen to it through a Sonos device in your home, how do how do we help you? How do we guide that sale? so that it's, it's natural, it's quick, it's painless, you don't feel like you're being oversold, right. uh, you don't feel like you know, you're being marketed to in the stores. That's, that's a lot of what we worry about and what we work on every single day.
0: How about the small to medium sized business? How do they factor into your uh, customer experience in the store?
1: Yeah, at, at, that's a, I think that's a sweet spot for us from an opportunity perspective and I'll tell you why. Uh, the SMB is very much like a family right they're, these are local community members uh they serve generally local communities uh they need the same infrastructure and support a family like you and I do um, and they're not necessarily built with large i t departments they don't have their own infrastructure internally to be able to support their employees, mm-hmm. so they need the same infrastructure that you and I may need in order for me to figure out if i if I have the right devices my plan right. correct um, i you know as as we were talking about you know, I'm about to travel internationally. Do I, you know, do I need, what type of plan do I need so that I don't return to a $1,000 bill? Um, yeah, I've these been are, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have I. And, uh, and, and the carriers don't want you to return to that $1,000 bill, they really don't because they'd rather you be a satisfied customer because every time you pick up the phone, and call a call center. That's you know th- those are cost structures that yep. that start to get high up there. And so so we feel that we're in a sweet spot uh, being in these local markets to serve those SMB con- customers that don't necessarily have the infrastructure available to them t- today to support. So we do believe that's a growth area
0: for us. Well, final final question about the TCC experience. Um, in the opening statement, I talked about one point three million net retail postpaid customers. So can you give me a sense of what percent of your customers are prepaid versus postpaid?
1: Yeah, I, we tend to mirror, uh, you know, Verizon's overall statistics. I mean, uh, from a from a postpaid, prepaid perspective, we don't disclose necessarily exact statistics, but we tend to reflect, you know, Verizon's overall business. Uh, and, uh, you know, prepaid continues to be a, a, a big opportunity. There are customers and demographics mm-hmm. that, you know, f- from a credit perspective or, it may just be, you know, for our children uh, that uh, we may want prepaid devices. So there is a market for both postpaid and prepaid devices. We've seen, as Verizon has seen, a tremendous uptake of the device payment program uh, as customers start to move and, and carriers start to move away from the subsidy model to the yep. device payment program that continues to be uh, a big part of the customer education and adoption process for us and, and for the rest of the wireless
0: industry. Got it. Well, let's talk about the, the business of retail distribution. Um to the extent you can talk about the, 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 why do carriers like ATT, Verizon, T-Mobile Sprint and others have franchise partnerships?
1: You know, it's, it's for many reasons. It's for geographic coverage. Um, you know, there are, uh, it's capital allocation. I mean, if you're if you're a carrier, mm-hmm. from a capital allocation perspective, you don't have unlimited capital, and you have some of the largest capital expense of any company in the world in an infrastructure and in a network. And Verizon invests you know tens of billions of dollars in their network and and into um, bandwidth. Right. Um, and when you look at that, and you look at the necessary infrastructure required to then. Uh, Monetize that network investment. Retail is a big part of that um, in the U.S. and you know for carriers outside the U.S. Uh, and and that physical interaction, that person-to-person interaction, is a real big part of how do I max. How do I monetize that network investment to a maximum amount? So if I want to go from one one connections to five connections per person, if I want to go from one connection to 10 connections a person, I need an infrastructure that enables us to do it. And they don't have the unlimited capital to be able to invest to get full coverage from a retail perspective. And they've invested um, in their own stores, and they've invested into helping uh, us you know, operationalize our channels. And and there's a tremendous amount of ownership in 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 the exclusive Verizon you know, retail distribution partners. You know we, These are our family businesses, and when you run a family business, as, as you know, this is your business that you run, uh, you put a lot of care and attention into every customer that you interact with, every customer interaction that you have. And so it really, I think, continues to promote the brand. It promotes the brand equity, it promotes the, uh, the customer loyalty, and uh, I think it's a big part of what they do today, and, and, and we have a great partnership with them.
0: Well, today you're at a, a 700 stores, 38 states. They've brought in uh, really a, 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 um, a senior executive from the industry to help run this business. Where do you see the growth opportunity for TCC? Is it going to 1,000 stores? If so, how do you get there? Or is it more uh, driving revenue per store?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's both. Uh, you know, for us, uh, it's and I say, actually, even beyond that, I think you've touched on a lot of them. Uh, you know, we'll continue to be opportunistic about growth um, where where it makes sense for us from a. Uh, from a geographic perspective and where we can get scale. You know, we just did a, a large acquisition in the Northeast with We Are Wireless and added you know, approximately 90 doors to our infrastructure. Yeah. It allows us to uh, build scale in the Northeast and get deeper into some markets like New York and New Jersey where, um, where we had opportunity to grow. That is one part of our growth uh, story. I think the next part of it is actually um, can broadening, similar to what you know, Verizon and other carriers are doing, is how, how do we get more attachment to each customer that walks out the door, both from a product and Mm -hmm. from a services perspective. Uh, So as you're walking in the door, what else uh, is naturally something that we could be part of selling to you or activating for you? Whether it be a product, uh, whether it be a wearable, whether it be a connected speaker or some type of home automation, or it could be a service. One of our portfolio companies is Redux. Redux addresses a huge consumer pain point, which is removing moisture from your devices. You know? So it,
0: you got a big bag of rice you put the phone in?
1: Yeah, we've just basically bought <laughs> rice.
0: Yeah. How does yeah. that? Uh, I want to come back and talk about that, but let's continue on You know, growing so, the revenue uh, per store. Yeah, so services
1: a, like that yeah. that we exclusively have and offer. Uh, so it's in addition to the additional devices that we can sell, the additional services that both Verizon and we can start to offer, whether it be over-the-top entertainment or video services or services like Redux, SMB. As we talked about, is a large opportunity of how we can leverage the infrastructure we've already invested in, right? When we have seven hundred plus doors, we have a tremendous infrastructure that supports these local SMBs. So these are all parts of uh, the ecosystem within wireless that are available for us to grow. So I think we're still we're just hitting our stride in terms of uh, growth opportunity.
0: Well, again, we're talking about the business model um, for Verizon and TCC. to the extent you can, uh, and it, maybe it's not specific about TCC, but how do franchisees make money? Where does the real cash flow come from? Is it activations? Is it uh, the ancillary accessories? Is it new services? Kind of give, give me perspective.
1: You know, it's, it, it's made up of all of that. It's made up of, uh, you know, activations. It's made up of uh, accessory, you know, margin that you generate from device sales and and accessories and non-core accessories. Um, It's generated by the services, uh, you know, whether it be insurance or whether it be Services that we offer, like Redux, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera, those all make up the portfolio of profitability or margin that that we and others uh, generate. Uh, it's more and more important as obviously device costs have have gone up. Uh, the service revenue and the data revenues and the over-the-top services revenues that you generate from uh, add-ons, uh, you know, whether it be uh, video, audio, or um, services like insurance and mm-hmm. uh, you know, device replacement, things of that nature, that, that all adds up to provide that, that uh, profitability per customer or the total lifetime value of a customer for a carrier right. and a retailer. And when a carrier invests, um, you know, the investments have changed over time, right? When we did lifetime value of a customer before, it was everything having to do with the investment in the infrastructure,
0: but also that subsidy.
1: Right now, it's a different type of investment. Uh, yeah, but the it's, break that,
0: even on a customer was really driven by that upfront subsidy. That's right. And how long uh, you need to keep somebody yeah. on your network to get to break even, much less make money, with the subsidy going going away, that's changed fairly dramatically, hasn't it?
1: it, it it's changed, but it, I mean, in, but the, remember the the cost of, uh, of of both data and voice services has come down to compensate for it too. So, so from a total ownership perspective in terms of the cost to me as a consumer, uh, it's actually gotten better, um, over time. So if you look at the economics of both device payment, as well as the, uh, the plans that have come out over time, it's actually the, the total ownership cost for me as a consumer has actually gotten a lot better. Um, and obviously there's competition driving that as well. Um, and, uh, and so the economics, as as you asked, come from all of those different parts of the equation.
0: Well, let's. Uh, I want to talk quickly about the impact of the big box stores and Apple mm-hmm. on the traditional retail distribution model for carriers. And let's start with the big box guys. You know, you've got Walmart, that's a big player. Best Buy, the Costcos. Uh, how, how how do you compete with those guys?
1: Uh, you know, it's. They generate a tremendous amount of traffic that come into their stores. Uh, they spend a tremendous amount of uh, uh, dollars on, obviously, on marketing. They have a huge set of product lines. You know, we focus, right? And we focus not just on the product lines that we offer, but we focus on service and the interaction yes. that we uh, that we provide. Um, and so, you know, for us, it's it's very simple: the the customer service and the touch that we offer, the personal care that we offer, that that. Uh, trusted technology advisor role that we play. You're not just walking into a store and interacting with a bunch of blister packs sitting on a, uh, you know, sitting on a peg hook, right? And every now and then you'll see, a, you know, see an employee that maybe can help you through that process. Our employees are trained. We invest a significant amount of dollars into training our employees on not just our processes, our tools, but our products, our, um, our culture. And, and that DNA of our company. And so when you walk into a TCC store, you are you know that you're not just at a Verizon store, but you're at a TCC Verizon location, or a Verizon TCC location. And, uh, and that is how we, you know, a customer when they walk into our stores they're immediately greeted by a trusted technology advisor right uh, and and someone there's someone there if they want them to to guide them through that process and to hold their hand through that process and answer questions and make sure that their email is set up you know if, if their account's not working, you know getting their password reset there's so many you know small things that that customers need that you walk into a big box retailer and you don't even know you don't know, know where to go, where to go. Yeah. who who's going to help me reset my password i got to pay my verizon bill you know it's due today I, I, help me understand you know what i can do what can you do to help me help me solve that problem yeah. and so our personal touch small footprint retail where you don't just get it you know you're not just bombarded with a thousand peg hooks in a store um, you know obviously we don't have the variety uh, of consumer electronics and products and appliances, but that's okay because we focus on, we're focusing on the wireless business and, and the accessories and the non-core devices that go along with it.
0: Got it. Well, that's a great. You talked about training. Let's close the show by talking about uh, careers working in retail distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you've run a phone company yourself or have been very close to running phone companies, you're not aware of the other churn. We talked at the beginning of the show, churn and retention for um, subscribers, but when you're running a phone company, uh, you've got churn in two areas, retail sales and customer service. Mm -hmm. Um, Back uh, when I was a little bit closer to running phone companies, the, um, the two big churn areas for employees were in retail sales you could churn 100% of your people every year. Certainly in customer service, you could churn 100% every year. Where are we today in terms of um, uh, the churn of, of retail salespeople in the, the retail channel, and what are you doing to to keep that churn number lowest? Um, what you talked about earlier, you're probably lower, lowest in the industry. Yeah, I think that
1: uh, if you were to talk to any retailer today, they'd probably tell you the exact same thing. i would yeah, tell you the highest cost uh, for any retail company is turnover, and... And uh, employee recruitment, uh, training, etc., and that entire cost of that em- employee life cycle, or what we call the employee journey. And you know, for us, we have uh, uh, you know our turnovers you know at half the industry rate, and that's primarily because of our our culture that we talked about. Um, you know, that culture is. Uh, it's at every step of the process. And you know, our employees are all stewards of our company and of our culture. And, and the company was built that way. And so one reason, I love going to work every single day. My wife has told me, you're happier today than I've ever seen you. And it's because I feel that way when I go into work. I know that Virtuous Circle is success. I know that our employees matter, our customers matter, and our communities matter. And, and even just the care that each employee takes in terms of recruiting um, when they recruit, they recruit, you know, if they go out and recruit you, Jeff, they're, ma- they're making sure, Jeff, is that right fit for our culture, that you care about our virtuous circle of success so that when we stand shoulder to shoulder and serve customers, you got my back, I've got your back, and and we have the same set of value structure, and that matters to our employees, and, you know, our employee survey results are off the charts when it comes to uh, the authenticity of of the culture that we talk about. Because any company can start a giving program, right? Any company can come in and say, okay, today we care about employees, or today we do this, today we do that, and you can start a program. But it may not stick. Because if it's not part of your soul, if it's not part of your DNA, it's not authentic. That's what I tell our new hires. I said, when I came here, it is part of everything that we do. We didn't have to create it. We just had to expose it Mm -hmm. and to nurture it because it was always here. It's been part of the company's culture, and I think that's why uh, recruiting is so, you know, so much easier for us. That's why retention, uh, go, and we can still do better, by the way. We're investing in training, and we, we're, not, we're not resting. We think we can do even better than where we're at today, but it's a huge part of that retention and that turnover is a huge part of the retail Um, cost structure.
0: Why don't we maybe go another level deeper and talk about the sourcing process that you you use, and then I want to talk more specifically about the training process. But let's start with sourcing. How do you source new retail stewards? So, I mean, for
1: us, we use traditional mechanisms. We use uh, online uh, recruiting. One of the most powerful things that we do uh, is we empower our reps and our district managers and our operations managers and our area managers to really be the stewards of their own businesses. You know, when you go out as an employee and you and, and you may be going through a McDonald's drive through or, or Starbucks and you say, you know what? You have the right attitude for our company, right? You should really come check us out. I hear so many stories about how, you know, a store manager or a store rep was the way, you know, and then my last new hire class that I talked to, and we do them weekly, um, uh, we bring everyone to Carmel, Indiana to our headquarters. Well, that was my next question. Right?
0: How do you do that? how do you indoctrinate everyone into that, uh, TCC mentality? We
1: bring every store rep to Indiana for a week in, you know, within the first month or so of their hiring and, and we bring them in and they meet, you know, they meet, uh, the corporate executives they go through training on our processes our systems our tools um, you know product everything that they need to know about the company and our culture they go through um, for that week and that's a high that that that, that costs us money to bring every single yeah. retail employee through but it but it pays dividends it's it's a huge part uh, of what we do and, and why our cultures um those stewards um everybody leaves that training as a steward. Mm-hmm. They feel it. And I hear so many stories and I ask them at that new hire class, how many of you were recruited by another TCC employee? Didn't find that job you know, through yeah. you know through an advertisement or through LinkedIn or something else. The majority of folks raised their hand. They were recruited by their peers.
0: Well, that's the best way and most uh, promising way to keep people long-term is, right. is to recruit their friends. Um, what do you, you, you know, when, you, when new products are rolled out, uh, and this is a dynamic business, uh, talk about how you keep people up to speed on new product, employees, mm-hmm. up to speed on new products.
1: So we do it through multiple methods. Obviously, we've got traditional ways of distribution of, uh, of materials through our you know, learning management systems. Uh, we use video a lot. Um, we have our own internal video channel uh, that we help uh, customers or mm. uh, our employees really be able to to learn those new products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that we try to do is seed our stores with new products and new technology so they get to play with it. I mean, yeah. if you walk into, you know, There's many stores out there. There's many competitive stores out there. A lot of the times, the products that you want to interact with, you have live demos of devices, but a lot of the products you want to touch and feel are sitting in blister packs, right? They're sitting in shrink-wrapped, and you you can't touch or play with it. And the employees have never touched or played with it. You don't even know if you need a large, medium, or small, right? Which one fits my wrist size or... or, You know, how many, you know, what type of uh, uh, connector do I need? And, you know, so you're left to your own devices sometimes to figure that out. So we try to get as much live material um, through the vendors that we work with from a supply chain perspective into the hands of our employees. And that's the best way for them to learn, right? We could give them as much video as they want, we could give them as much, you know, training material as they want. But until you touch and play with something and you realize as a customer, you remember that woman I was telling you about that. You know that was one of our new employees. It's not a tech person until she plays with it, understands why she needs it. She can't explain it to a customer that walks in that door, and so that's a lot of what we do is helping them understand why they need it.
0: Well, we've run a little bit long here, but I think that's okay. I, I do want to ask you one final question: what What excites you most about the future of retail distribution in this industry?
1: You know, it's uh, it's exactly the things that we've talked about. This industry is um, at a very early stage. We have just laid the ground whether it's LTE or the next generation, whether it be 5G, um, and, and the entry points that we've deployed, whether it be a smartphone or a tablet um, or a router, are just truly that. They are the entry points today. Because the amount of personal productivity, the amount, of, uh, the amount we can help people improve their lives from a health care perspective, a productivity perspective, an entertainment perspective, um, all of those things that will leverage those investments that have been made, that groundwork that has been laid, uh, are ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Right, especially for the mass market consumer. You and I may already have those five or ten devices. Um, and Unfortunately, we, yeah, we probably do. <laughs> yeah, um, and probably our our kids do too. Mine, mine do already, obviously. But the majority of customers don't. Yeah. And uh, and what's really exciting for me is that, you know, I could I could play a role in creating those products. But there's a lot of people doing that. I want to be able to play a role, and we at TCC want to play a role in helping curate those those connections, those devices, and get those in the hands of 300 million customers, not just the 3 million or the 6 million that may be early adopters. Uh, and that's what's really exciting about the future of retail distribution, especially in our space.
0: Amara, thank you so much for joining us this week. I really appreciate you coming down from Dallas to Austin to join us. Uh, thank you for joining this episode of Telecom Careers Insider, where we focused on retail distribution. Uh, join us next week. I'm sure we're going to have an exciting topic for you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. To reach Jeff Mucci or to suggest a show topic, you can reach him at jmucci at rcrwireless.com. For all telecom-related news and information, please visit rcrwireless.com. To connect with the industry's top talent, please visit telecomcareers.net.